Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. Today on the show, I'm chatting with my dear friend, Sarah Pape. Sarah is a writer and photographer who lives in Dallas, Texas, where she juggles being a full-time wife, blogger, and friend. Whether she'll admit it or not, Sarah is so faithful to share the hope that she has in Jesus. That's what we'll be chatting about on Journey Women today. I can't wait for you to hear from her on the topic of sharing the gospel. If you enjoy listening to the Journey Women podcast, please make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can find a simple tutorial under the podcast tab on my website, which you'll find listed in the show notes. Thanks so much. Hope you guys enjoy the show. You couldn't have lucked out better with such a great last name for yourself. It was a great one. My, Sarah my student, Scott Pape. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works. But a lot of kids are like, at least if my students are not, you know, like phonetic readers and they're like, oh, Pape, like, did you marry like no. a man of, of ethnicity? How like, can oh. you mess up Pape? I know. No, my grandma too, which grand she's from Southern Arkansas, but she was like, Mrs. Pape. And I'm like, <laughs> no girl. No, it is Pape. It is exactly Though like it looks. <laughs> in Arkansas, I'm sure it does come out as Pape. Pape. Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember when everything in college, when we when we got there, I was like, I did not know hi was two syllables until oh, I moved here. You stretch it out as long as you can. <laughs> hey. We pigged everybody. Yeah. <laughs> we went to college together. There's that. It's true. Where our friendship kindled. Two rooms down in the Kappa House, the fine establishment. And yeah, we've been um, promoted in life. And so now we are (laughs) (laughs) on other sides of the country. But yeah, so I'm currently living in Dallas, Texas. And I am writing, working on a book right now and doing photography on the side. And I I had been teaching. So that's when I referenced my students. That's what I'm talking about. So are you no longer teaching right now? I'm I'm two weeks out of being done. So Man. I'm preemptively saying, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> Are you going to be writing full time? Yes. Mm-hmm. I will be writing full time. So Oh, I'm um, so excited about this. I am too. It is so life giving to me and I can't I can't wait to get started. You've been going since the dear old KKG. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. Hunter used to graciously read my rough drafts of all of my um creative writing endeavors and bless her for being my friend. I have tried to They're hilarious. Um, block all of those things. This girl so bad. is so funny. And anything I've ever written is only good because of you. Let's be real. 
So I need to put like Not authored by Hunter Bielis with a heavy co-authoring from Sarah Pape. <laughs> a heavy dose of funny from Sarah. <laughs> Listen to all of her hyperbole, just, you know, exaggerating. Like, it's fine. Well, I'll like, I'll put in, you know, all of this just descriptive stuff. And then you throw in like a one liner that makes the whole thing. And I'm like, that was what it was missing. Thank you. You're too sweet. I'm super thankful for you as a friend. And I'm just so excited. I was actually just getting geared up for our talk today. And we're going to talk about sharing the gospel, which is fun because tying it back to college, it's like, man, that was, I don't know about you. I'm excited to hear more of your story, but that was really where I started to dabble in sharing my faith beyond a gospel tract. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. What is the the high school mission trip? Another one, girl. I was I was a Facebook evangelist. Oh, I'm like, get that profile. Like, wow. Twenty four hours a day, and if necessary, use words like asterisks. You know, big letter, little letter, like so so embarrassing. You know, that just reminds me of my AIM handle, Fresh Faith Eleven. Fresh Faith. I was Proverbs, uh, fifteen thirteen. Proverbs with a Z. So I was holy and edgy, so like I needed, you know, to play both cards. What is that? Oh, it's a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit because I didn't want to be too aggressive with my faith, but like just enough, you know? The definition of gentleness, using the least amount of force necessary right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Just crushing it from um, the teenage years. So, Wow. That was where it all began. We are walking in the newness of life, praise God, and he's not done with us, praise God. So uh, we get to just look back and say, while we were still sinners, Christ loved us, even when we had horrible AIM screen names and, um, you know, some shoddy theological (laughs) practice. You know, I'm just thanking you right now for not saying what's in your mind about me. (laughs) Um, Please stop. (laughs) Stuff. Oh, you've seen me. You've seen me through the dark years. <laughs> this is the gospel. The gospel is maintaining a friendship through through your lowest points in life. The gospel, includes- if I wouldn't have untagged myself, would have been depicted in my Facebook photos. Oh, girl, <laughs> rhinestone hoops, <laughs> flare jeans with bedazzlement on the butt cheeks, like <laughs> Hallelujah! His grace covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> Amen and amen. Oh, I love it. Well, so I was wanting to channel your wit, actually, in regard to this topic of sharing the gospel, because I was standing on the playground with another mom. And we're in that awkward phase of the relationship where we both know where things are going. You know, we've been talking about what we believe, just kind of skirting around the whole issue. And I need to just instigate a conversation about the gospel. She actually said the word gospel today, but the thing is we believe, yeah, we believe in two different gospels. Gotcha. That's fun. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm in that awkward phase and I just am having a hard time stepping over that brink on the playground, you know, to sharing the gospel. And I'm like, where is my inner Sarah Pape right now? I just wish I was witty and I wish that things (laughs) flowed. Like if I had a second to go sit down and type this out, I feel like this would go a lot better for everyone. You know, at one, I know exactly what you're talking about of where you are, because that is so uncomfortable where you're like, what do you, who do you, what am I, are you going to ask me about Jesus? Am I going to ask you about Jesus? Like that kind of like back and forth thing. Um, 
yeah, it can be, it can be weird. But if she, you know, if she knows, if she used the word, the gospel, I think sometimes it's easy to just easy. Let me rephrase. This is never particularly easy. Um, just as a premise. Right. Does this come easy for you or no? No. Oh gosh, no. Okay, no, it that makes me feel um, better. No, not at all. And, you know, it does feel awkward. Like this is not a like, oh my like for some people I was under the impression for a long time that some people had the gift of evangelism and that meant that they didn't feel weird and right. they didn't stumble over their words and they were like kamikazes in fearlessness with yeah. the word of God. But um yeah, I don't know. I mean I I, I don't I have a tendency to like overgeneralize based on my experience. So excuse me for that. But I always feel awkward. So I'm assuming that I'm not the only one. (laughs) You still feel awkward, even though now I know just to preface. Well, tell a little bit about your story, just kind of where you've come from with sharing the gospel. Cool. So I am your standard like Southern Bible Belt kid, grew up in the church, um, was very churched from a very young age heard the gospel for the first time when I was nine. Um, and it was just sort of implied like, Hey, you're, you're the Christian kid, like, you know, WWJD behave accordingly. <laughs> so, um, naturally I'm going to have a screen name that's Proverbs with a Z and I'm going to be in church every time the doors are open. So on and so forth. So this was interesting because I knew the Lord. Um, I was about, like I kind of reeked of, of Christian. I'm like wearing, you know, the shirt that like, Oh yes. Like looks like Reese's, but says like, Jesus, King of King, Lord of Lords, like Mardell's totally listen to like, you know, Switchfoot and you know, all of those Toby Mac exclusively. Zoe Um, girl. Oh, had to. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Mary, Mary, get those shackles. What what was the one for him? (laughs) Yes. Throwback. We're basically going through the Wow CD, um, that's <laughs> but um, but yeah. So like that we'll was link very, to that in so, the show notes. Yes, <laughs> Wow two thousand in the show notes. Um, but yeah, so that was my my experience was just very much. So I'm affiliated with Jesus. Um, I want it to be that way. I want people to know. However, I don't want to actually have to tell them about Jesus and give them the opportunity to put their faith in Jesus. So that was kind of a disconnect. And this all came to a head because I didn't realize this was the case, of course, until I got roped into um, going to a summer discipleship and evangelism program at the beach. So this goes by Beach Reach, Beach Project. There are a hundred different names for it. Ours was called Kaleo with our student ministry. And so we get there and I, I guess I just like didn't quite piece together what all it entailed because there was this portion on Sundays, which was called evangelism training. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. We're like going to talk about evangelism and like pray for people, you know, like I can do that. Um, but so they teach us like, you know, how to do a little illustration that sums up the main theme of the gospel verbatim. And, um, and then you go out to the beach for like, I don't know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And you're supposed to go walk up to strangers and share the gospel with them. And I am appalled by this. Like, I remember being like, Lord, like, I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom, like, <laughs> in the bathroom, I'm like, dear Lord, this is horrible. Clearly, you are not about this life. Like, what is happening? We cannot just go up to strangers and, and tell them about she, what? Like, I was so 
dumbfounded. And, and this was just, you know, because on my Facebook profile, I was saying, preach the gospel 24 hours and use words if necessary. And I really believe that, you know, it should not be necessary. It's like that somehow my actions alone were, you know, going to just bring people to the gates of the Lord because (laughs) I was clearly up to par that way. Um, That's sarcasm, just in case that was missed. So it, it was just interesting because then I'm like, faking sick i kid you not like i'm like oh my gosh like i think my blood oh my sugar God. are you serious like, you really like, did actually praying for rain like every sunday i was like all right lord <laughs> let's get some of that elijah action up in here like let it fall from the sky <laughs> did you believe this was wrong or were you just like this just isn't for me i think at the time i was actually convinced it was and by convinced very strong word here i was so uncomfortable that i made myself believe that this could not be wrong or I'm sorry, this could not be right. Yeah. Which is so, you know, the heart is deceitful above all things. And like, I have been blown and tossed by, <laughs> by this crazy heart um, my whole life. So no surprise that I'm like, this is wrong. But it's like, actually, this is like all of the New Testament. So it's fine. Okay. Um, so you actually, you, you had to do it. Did the, did the rains fall down or did you have to go out and share? Oh, they fell. And and they were like, all right, cool. We're not going to be held down. Let's go to the outlet mall, like post up in a Starbucks. And that was when I was like, this is, this is my worst nightmare. Like people are <laughs> sitting, they've got their earphones in, they're like studying. And I'm about to go like tap, tap on their desk and be like, do the awkward hand motion. Like, can you take out your earphones? I'd like to talk to you for a minute, you know? Um, oh gosh. So anyway, ironically enough, it was through this whole thing that, you know, I really had to have like a sit down, figure it out moment because they were, you know, people are confronting me like, so you're like clearly faking, you faked sick for like three weeks in a row for our one hour. Of, <laughs> yeah. But of, you're, but you're on the beach on Saturday hanging out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're so fine. You're, you're fronting. And, um, and so I really had to be like, okay, God, like what, what's the deal? Um, why am I so uh, like opposed to this? Like, what is it? And it kind of came down. There's a verse in a, in second Corinthians five, which talks about, you know, it says for Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for God, you know, for the one who died for them and was raised again. And so this whole chapter, at least the latter half is, um, you know, predicated on, Paul and the boys saying, hey, if we're out of our mind, it's for Christ. And if we're in our right mind, it's for y'all because we are, we are spurred into action because of Christ's love. Hmm. And we are spurred into action because we're convinced that this happened. Right. And I could not get over those verses because I was like, okay, so either I know that his love is compelling. Like I really, I believe that, that it's compelling. So then the question is, am I convinced that one died for all and therefore all died, you know, and, and I died to live for him because right now I'm not living for him. I'm living for myself. I do not. I, it is more um, of a priority for me to be comfortable than it is for mm. me to potentially give somebody um, the truth and, and, you know, eternity. Ah. Like, coming at me with the conviction thank you and i'm telling i have to remind myself of this often especially then because it was like 
do I really care about people? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, no, like I know that I know how to get to heaven and I just don't really care about you enough to tell you that. Like again, people pleaser, I love folks. So that's not the issue. The issue instead is I'm like, am I really convinced that this is the way to heaven? Am I really convinced of all of this? Right. Oh, and so like for me, it starts there. And after that, um, you know, that doesn't mean that I was like particularly enthusiastic about going out and sharing the gospel, but it did change um, my perspective. Um, And that's actually, ironically, even more so, that's how I feel like I actually, um, you know, surrendered before the Lord. Like, I think I knew God as Savior up to this point when I was like a churched, you Mm -hmm. know, churched kid. But, you know, through telling some random woman on the beach about like, Oh, like making Jesus Lord has been the best decision of my life. And it's like, wait, is he Lord? No, I'm Lord. Like (laughs) clearly I, I live for myself. Um, you know, and, and it happens to look enough like living for him that I can, I've gotten away with this as long as I have. Um, but you know, if it's saying like that verse in second Corinthians, like, I'm no longer living for myself, but for him, then it don't matter if I feel uncomfortable or not. You know? Right. I've done the, uh, the ministry of reconciliation, so I can, you know, kind of get over it because <clears throat> if he wants everyone to like magically activate at a certain age and like we all get it, get the gospel, then he, he would have arranged it that way. But uh, he's the divine author and he chose to, use people who could testify personally to his his grace and his love um to bring many sons to glory i'm like what a hilarious plot twist of this story you know and i know you know like as a writer that all of your decisions are strategic all of your words where you see a, a piece going is strategic and you think about it you plan it and you're like i feel confident that this is the best way and when I think like, man, God, you, you chose somebody like me or somebody like Paul or whomever to be the stewards of this message for all, you know, for mankind. And that's not solely, you know, I mean, he's like nature is one. Like, I mean, he's working in a thousand different ways, but for one primary way for the gospel to be shared is through the hot messes who raised their hand and said, not enough, need Jesus. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's funny and it's rich and it's raw and authentic. And, um, all of my reasons, I I ran out of reasons to talk myself out of it, essentially. Dang. So I've run out of reasons. I think I need to go back to the park tomorrow. Yeah. And one thing, just thinking about her too, is like asking, you know, if it's like, rather than being like, can I show you something? Can I show you what I believe? Like ask like, okay, well, what do you think of Jesus? Right. You that's know? a great question. Like, friends who are like Mormon or my friends who are Muslim, I can say, what do you think of Jesus? You just tell me what you think of him, you know, and right. be like, and if they don't, you know, extend the question back, which <laughs> happens more often than not in my case, I think. But, you know, then I can piece together like, oh, well, that's interesting. You know, like, so that's the difference specifically with, you know, Muslims to, to be like, oh, well, I believe because a lot of times they will, they might say like, we believe that that we we believe in the same God. Like, 
God and Allah, same God. And I'm like, well, I believe that Jesus is God, like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we don't believe in the same God because you believe that God is, you know, that my God is a prophet, hmm. you know, and I believe Jesus is God. So even just being able to verbally articulate those kind of, of things of like, oh, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from and piecing it together. Yeah. Or, well, how do you believe that? Do you believe in an afterlife? Um, how do you, how do you get there? Like, does everybody get to go, you know, um, I don't know, just, just thinking of like a practical way that you're not like, let me bust out this illustration or these eight points or, um, yeah. you know, some of the, the fancy bells and whistles ways that, um, it can be more conversational. So how'd you move forward? Cause you started sharing the gospel with an illustration and I think illustrations are helpful, but you say now that you try and incorporate it a little bit more organically. Is that right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And there is nothing, man, there is nothing wrong with illustrations at all. I think, you know, somebody made a really good point one time that like was a punch in the gut to me because I was like, let's be real. The bridge is offensive. Nobody wants to have you draw some stick figures to an adult. Like, what are you doing? Um, But this guy was basically speaking on that fact. And he was like, hey, man, like, I like the way I share the gospel better than the way you don't share the gospel. And I was like, well, uh, case in point, I can't. True that, uh, yo. <laughs> it, until I have a better um, way to do it, then, like, by all means, bridge it up. So talk to me about maybe developing just other tools, like creating, you know, other tools, putting them in the tool belt as well. Yeah, for sure. So I personally, um, if I had a preference, I would not. Um, well, and I mean, I, I don't even think I should say that because it just depends on who the person is. But, you know, if you're sitting on the playground with somebody and you're chasing kids around, you don't necessarily have the, um, it's not realistic unless you're like going to get a stick and like draw the bridge in the pebble stone or the sandbox, oh, gosh. Um, which by all means do think girl. But, um, I really like to ask questions. I think that that is the, the least invasive, um, way to get into that conversation and the most, um, the most natural, I mean, you're already asking questions about whatever. And, and that's just, you know, that's an easy way to say, okay, you know, what are you, I, I'm not sure how you got into the conversation on faith with this woman, which is awesome. But I mean, a lot of times, like if it is somebody who is something that you can tell, you can see visibly what their faith is. Um, what that is a huge blessing. That should not be an intimidation factor. That should be mm-hmm. a blessing to get to, you know, ask. Um, yeah, you're right. It does feel intimidating though sometimes because you're like, oh, she's devout. So I like don't yeah. want to disrupt what she has going on. But it's like, <laughs> well, if I really believe the gospel is true, then like absolutely I should want to disrupt what she has going on. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, again, just just an invitation and you have something in common, you know, like right. at the end of the day, you're like, Hey, you're committed to your faith and your faith is going to, you know, cause you to make sacrifices of your comfort. And my faith causes me to make sacrifices of my comfort, like to be like, yeah, so I'm going to feel uncomfortable right now. And it's worth it um, because my God's worth it. And, and I really believe this, you know, so, um, you can, you can relate on that level. But anyway, all that to say, um, I think asking questions and really seeking to understand and then helping like piecing things together has been, um, 
you know, I think really helpful yeah. for, for me just to make that feel more natural. And the thing is like, we are all gospel shares, gospel of something, you know, right. like if I, I like started drinking, um, apple cider vinegar mm. with like hot water in the mornings, which tastes terrible, but it has been, I'm like, my face has cleared up. I've got energy, like all these benefits. So I'm telling everybody, I'm like Instagram story, like check out this drink. Um, it, you know, whatever it may be. If I try a new, I tried a new like oil as my perfume and I'm like, Hey, everybody needs to see this snap and pics telling all my friends about it. I'm sharing articles on Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it's all about, you know, it can be anything from as trite to like, y'all need to go get this, you know, almond milk, mocha, calfia drink from target to things that are a little more meaningful. But, um, but we all do this. Like this is natural for us to talk about the things that are important to us. Um, so it's just ironic that this would be the one that we're like, oh, I can talk about anything but this, you know. And moms are the funniest, too, because, I mean, y'all are talking about diaper cream. Y'all are talking <laughs> about all kinds of, like, pumping. Like, this is personal stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. We talk about you poop know? more than anything, probably. Right. And, like... And I don't have kids, so right now I'm, like, taking deep breaths, like, trying to, you know, <laughs> get the heart palpitations down. But, um, <laughs> but like, you already you already go there. Right. Um, so, you know, just taking that same kind of confidence, I think, or whatever it may be, and channeling it into this, this arena, I think, is helpful. But, I mean, and before anything else, I haven't, like, praying you know, Absolutely. I think like, girl, if you say, Lord, give me some opportunities, you yeah. need to pull up because he is going <laughs> to, he will provide it your opportunities so and, you know, eyes to see it and, and a transition. I'm like, God, you know that I am a klutz and a half with everything I say. <laughs> so if you can just help me, give me a transition and give me the eyes to see it and give me the courage to take it. Um, you know, it is not it's not something we have to willpower like that spirit that, you know, resided in Christ lives, lives in us. And, you know, the pressure is not on us. Like, I think that I can totally get caught up in thinking that it, that it's not so. Um, and, and, you know, that's really great to go in sometimes and not have a set plan. Yeah. Um, but to ask questions and be like, all right, spirit, do you think? Totally. Um, because that's when, one, you get to feel the spirit at work, alive and at work in you. Yeah. And there's nothing, um, I don't think there's anything like that. But then also, you know, you're reminded that like, oh, this is not because I'm cool and I'm good with my words and I can, you know, sell somebody on something. Um, this is legitimately because of the spirit. So I don't know if that answers the question. That's totally. not like practical tools. That's kind of just like pray it up, girl, and like watch him do his thing. Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. 
Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. I'd love to hear just, you know, as you're talking about how this plays out, do you have a personal story of one time that this happened for you that you really felt the spirit working in you? And one of those examples that you look back to that are, it's just an encouragement to do it again. You know, I have a recent one and this is funny. So now I, um, you know, I said that I'm, I'm teaching right now. I'm almost done. Um, I'm not counting down or anything. It's totally fine. <laughs> but I have one student who um, basically was like, hey, can we have lunch? I teach at a Christian school. These kids are completely immersed in the gospel. Like they can say it with glazed eyes, like, you know, recite the book of Ephesians basically. And, but that doesn't mean they know the gospel. That doesn't mean like they know um, the Lord. And so, you know, this girl, I don't, I don't even remember what the context was, but she was like, Hey, can we have lunch? And I was like, sure. And so we were just talking about, you know, some issue, some like a little, she was like, well, I'm, you know, some kind of teenage angst. I don't remember what it was, but teenage angst, just blanket statement. Um, cause they were 16, 17 years old. So at some point, and I genuinely do not remember, but she leaves our conversation. I go about my business. I'm praying for her after the fact, like, Lord, that was a lot. Like, just do your thing. And um, after the fact, she, like, wrote her testimony for one, like, their Bible class or something. And she brought it to me. I was like, hey, I want you to edit this for me. It's about you. And I was like, okay, like, what? Um, and she basically was like that day that we had lunch like I left that and I laid my life down before the Lord like I know Jesus now because of that conversation and I in my mind I'm like wait what really how how is that possible blah 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 and I know that this is like why is she sharing the story for this question but let me get there um I think that that was such a sweet wake up call for me as it pertains to sharing the gospel, because it didn't, I don't have a recollection per se of me explicitly sharing the gospel with this girl. But I know that what uh, all of her issues that she was bringing up are answered in the gospel. Mm. So I know that I got to point her to scripture and point her to um, walking in the newness of life, experiencing grace and walking in freedom um, because that's the gospel and that's the answer to, um, our everything. I mean, yeah. it's the answer to all of the trials that we face in life. So, um, why that one stands out to me more than other times where I've been like, okay, I've got my bridge card. I gave, you know, I gave this girl the decision opportunity, like all of these things 
where it's like practiced and rehearsed. And that's not a bad thing. But the times that stand out to me the most are the ones where I do not feel like it's like I'm killing um, it. Like I'm killing it. Like the ones where I'm like, I, did I even say anything? I don't even remember that. Um, because those are the ones that I know that it was not me talking. Totally. Um, so, yeah. And and the thing is, I thought this girl was a believer. Right. We're at a school. Um, I know she's heard it. Like I know I'm not the first time she heard the gospel. So I think that that was a reminder too of you never know. You never know who knows Jesus and who doesn't. So I think just as much as you, you know, preach the gospel to non-believers, you need to preach it to your friend. You need to preach it to yourself first and foremost to your spouse and to your friends. Like, you know, if I'm not walking in truth, if I'm not living or walking in the newness of life, I keep, I read that today. So I'm clearly like, that's fresh on my mind. Um, But if I'm not walking in that, I need my people to see that and say, Siri, you are not, Scotty, excuse me, you are not (laughs) Um, (laughs) walking in grace. You're not showing yourself grace. Um, You know, you are, you are choosing a yoke of slavery right now and and Christ set you free from that. Um, So when that becomes part of our daily way of thinking and our, um, our conversations, then it's natural for that to spill forth in those conversations that are off the cuff um and i mean i think that that's that's the beauty of it like i want to be able to have the gospel pouring out of my mouth Mm. in in every scenario i can even if it's something little like like what we were goofing about earlier with our rhinestone earrings like yes like god is not done with us like that's sanctification preach like it does apply to fashion and it does apply to my attitude you know like it (laughs) Yeah, really, like we can, you know, we can apply it to a lot of different things. And the more that we can start to see that of like, even when I'm cooking, I'm like trying to make a meatloaf right now. And I'm like, I'm following this pioneer woman recipe. I am not a good cook, but I know that that thing is going to taste better than it should like better than I deserve. And I recognize that I don't deserve for this to be that good. So I'm not saying cooking is the gospel, but reminding like calling to mind those times that I'm like I deserve something different than what I got you know and Christ took what I deserved and he gave me what he deserved and that is unmerited and that's awesome and so even in like little silly examples like I'm sharing if I can have that fresh on my mind then it helps me see it totally throughout all the everyday things in life and then I can point other people to it um, right where they are. So it doesn't have to feel like this big formal event of, okay, now I shall share the gospel, but I can transition with where you are of like, oh man, that boy that you wanted to ask you to homecoming didn't ask you, you know, we're going to be all right because of the gospel. You and I had a similar experience with where we learned how to share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe just the way that my mind works it was really, really hard for me to transition from that into just kind of more organic ways of talking about gospel-centric things with people. I felt like, mm-hmm. ooh, if I'm not doing it that way, then I'm not doing it right. And yeah. I'm a very methodical person. So um, I remember talking about it with a mentor of mine, and he was like, you know, just walk outside and look at the trees and 
think to yourself, huh, how can I see the gospel like in this, yeah. in this forest or wherever? And it was, the, I'm not going to lie. The first time I did that, I was like this, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the I first tw- so 20 times because I'm yeah. like, I need somebody to show me. And honestly, you may need somebody to show you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think one of the most helpful things for me in learning how to share the gospel is just getting around somebody who knows how to do it well. Mm-hmm. And even as you're talking, I'm like, man, I wish I could hang out with you all the time. But think about what what an awesome opportunity it is as a parent. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times, like, talk about needing needing the skill of being able to communicate the gospel oh, mm-hmm. in instances that you have never imagined in your life. Yeah. When you're a parent, that will happen. Yeah. No, I mean, because you even see it like in marriage. I think that like, you know, with with Ben, my husband's name is Ben. We call him husband. Um, he, <laughs> I don't, I never, I did not have a working concept of healthy conflict resolution. Like I am a conflict avoider, people pleaser, getting it all. They all work together. But even just, you know, the thought of like, wait, we can have a fight I can be mad at you and you can be mad at me and we can forgive each other and we can be reconciled. Yeah. Like we can be not only like back to normal, but maybe even better after a fight, like mind. And that's so simple, Yeah. but completely blown. Well, here it is. Here it is. It's where you're talking about you needing to preach the gospel to yourself. I think it comes out so much in marriage and conflict when you're stumbling over yourself <laughs> and you you just, you have to get to that point. So whether it be in your personal time with the Lord or your time just throughout the day, that point of humility in which you see that you're not looking down on someone who's standing at the foot of the cross in need of the grace of Christ you are right there with them standing mm-hmm. next to them, looking in their eyes and, and, and saying, we need Jesus. And so I feel like it just, it takes it from like this condescending experience where you're like, Hey, you know, you really, you've missed the mark. You've fallen (laughs) short of the glory of God. And let me tell you how you can get on my level. It's like, no, (laughs) Hey, we're on the same playing field. You know what I mean? And like, we both right here are in such need of grace. And, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, gosh, in that experience together, it, it is unifying. And that's, yeah. like, I think that's what he designed the way he designed it. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And, and see, that's like, I mean, exactly what you're saying, like of how to do that with kids. Again, I don't, I have, I feel like I have 42 kids that are 16 and 17 and I feel protected of them. Boy. But at the same time, I want to, I want to ring their necks. Um, so getting to have that kind of like, we're good. Like, you know, you messed up right now but we're, but we're good. And I'm going to show you, I I don't know. There's just so much, um, even just like the prodigal son and God, the father, like there's so much rich, um, imagery in that, those stories and that we get to experience that on earth in a small capacity is just really, really, um, I mean, it's awe inspiring for lack of a better term. Like it gives me goosebumps, like nobody's business to be like, Oh, Oh, like this is so much bigger than even this little bit that I'm experiencing in my, yeah. you know, hair's blown back. So I'm loving yeah. it. 
Well, tell me, you know, you mentioned you have husband. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what this looks like for you guys. Do you guys like embark upon sharing the gospel with other couples or what does this look like for y'all in marriage practicing this discipline? Yeah, that's a great question. So husband um, was not churched. He became a believer um, like in late high school. So he um, is so like, he gets grace. Like he, he truly gets it where for Mm. me, it is like, I feel like I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it um, all the time. So with that said, it starts with him preaching it to me and me preaching it to him and us walking, walking in that in our home. Um, But as far as like, do we reach out to other couples? Yeah. Like, I mean, we have, uh, he works at a company. um, I work at a Christian school. So again, my, my context here is pretty limited, but Ben works with tons of, people that don't know Jesus and quite frankly, don't care to know Jesus. So, um, you know, if I may be so bold to brag on him a little bit, he's, he's just really great at connecting with people, um, and, and making people feel valued, like more than really anybody else. I know, like he has charisma in the sense that he makes you feel like you are the most important person in the room. Um, when he's talking to you. So consequently he, finds favor with, um, all sorts of people. Like some of our closest friends in Dallas are a lesbian couple. And one of his really close friends is, um, he's from Jordan and he's a Muslim. And, you know, when we were in independence, we knew people who were practicing Mormon Mormonism. Um, so all that to say, we both, I never want somebody to feel like a project. Right. Um, And that's hard because I know that I felt like that before and I've made people feel like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also don't want to overcompensate on the side of, you know, being like, oh, well, these are my lost friends and they don't know anything about my faith because like I'm just being relevant to them. Um, You know, because that's not, that's That's not not loving anything. It's not. No. So, um, you know, it just, it looks, it looks different for each person, but yeah, we have, we definitely have relationships with people where we want to, um, get into those faith conversations and slowly making progress. But honestly, like we aren't, it's not perfect. Like we, we both find ourselves dragging our feet here and there, um, and dragging our feet. Like there's no better way to put it, just putting it off. Um, and, and not necessarily having those explicit gospel conversations, but starting to ease in with even um, just pointing to positive things. And we have such a great resource with, um, you know, like the artists who have fantastic music with spiritual undertones that are not explicitly like, this is a Christian song um, that you can share with um, somebody who would be very hostile toward Christianity um, and likely for good reason that you can start having those conversations with, or um, even being able to send like, you know, like darling, for instance, darling magazine, right. not a Christian, not a Christian publication. But when I've gotten to write for them, I'm like, I am writing Christian truth right now. Yeah. But I, Jesus is not in this article. 
but everything that he teaches us in this article. And so I can share that with somebody who is not a believer and we can start having those conversations and then walking down that. Um, so all that to say, I think most of our, you know, evangelism, if that's the word you want to use for it, looks different. Like we, we don't so much do that together as we do individually. Cause I know Ben gets to do that with, um, you know, with guys that he works with or, you know, the hairdresser, he said he was talking to the hairdresser the other day. Um, and mine are kind of sporadic as well. But as far as with couples that we'll have over for dinner or whatnot, we haven't, um, we haven't gotten to outright share the gospel yet. And as I'm thinking about that, I'm like, hold on, we've been married for like a little a year and a half. We, what are we doing? You know, it's kind of that wake up call as yeah. I'm talking to you about it. Like, what are we doing? Why aren't we doing this together? We've been married for almost six years and I, we have had that conversation before, but it's been a while. I think it becomes even more complicated and difficult when you have kids just, oh yeah, dude, you just get tired. And it's, it's great motivation for me just to think, man, you know, we have some people in our life right now that we could easily have over and have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's just, you know, speaking of showing grace to yourself and to others, you're like, okay, like, I immediately, like, as I'm saying that, I'm like, my knee jerk is I want to, like, you know, like, shame myself. Like, yeah. what are you doing with your life? Like, you don't love these people. Who? How can you talk about the people? Do you even believe you, the you gospel? Phony? Yeah, you don't love, <laughs> you don't love people. But, you know, like, what you, like, it's just what a privilege that we get to. Um, and it starts with prayer. Like, it really does start with prayer. So I'm like, I need to be, we need to be praying for our friends and praying for opportunities and then creating opportunities. Like I know right. that I can totally be like, Oh God, like give me an opportunity. I'm going to sit here on this bench and just wait for somebody to walk up and ask me about you, you know, like Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch style. Like, what is this that I've been <laughs> reading? Oh, is the, who is this that they're talking about? Like, okay. Um, you know, I think that he, very much so does say like, you know, if the the harvest is ripe, um, go out and get it. Gosh. It's not going to harvest itself. You know, like, well, let me tell you this. Stupid. All right. So this, this girl, <laughs> the park girl, you remember mm-hmm. literally says to me the other day, this is, this is just, you're going to punch me in the face. She's talking to me and she says, as we're like parting, it was so weird. We were talking about reading books and we've both been reading this secular author, Leanne Moriarty. Don't know that I can fully endorse her works, but she says to me, she goes, you know, I should be reading my Bible. She said, and she's not a, oh. believer. she's not a believer. She goes, I've just been feeling, uh, mm-hmm. I've been feeling like God is saying, just read your Bible, read your Bible. And then it was like the kids were both running in opposite directions. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's the way I feel, too. Let's talk about this. And then it was like I saw her today and it was like kind of that moment of, oh, what's the word where you just clinch up and you're like, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. we know we were going to have this conversation about reading the Bible, but just couldn't make it there. And I think it was partly because there was other people around and it's like, oh, I don't really know, but. 
anyways it's exactly what you're talking about there's just she just offered that up yeah no that's awesome and no one's gonna punch you gosh that's so violent (laughs) but you know I mean like you've gotten some time to think about it like maybe I mean I have a girl like this right now too that it's like yeah I like haven't done a bible study in so long like I don't even know where to start I'm like like working on Bible studies on my laptop. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I understand. Like, hello, this is like out of a movie. I'm so awkward. But, you know, walking in that grace, like I want to print one out for her or go buy one and be like, hey, why don't we read through this together? You know, because like her whole thing is I haven't, I really, I haven't read the Bible in like, you know, since high school. And I'm like, girl, it feels like I haven't read the Bible since high school. Cause I'm like so swamped in life right now. And to get to connect with her on the level and be like, Oh yeah, I'm not perfect. Like, why yeah. don't we try to read this small basic Bible study together? I'm going to do it. Cause Lord knows I need a lot of him. So you want to do it with me? You know, like something totally. even as little, or, or you can even say like, like I am, I know that I'm going to have a conversation with this girl who brought this up like a month and a half ago. Like, Hey, remember when we talked about that? Yeah. Well, I saw this and I thought of you, um, you know, it's something as easy as like, Oh, this is just a couple verses a day. Or one of those, like, I mean, there are all sorts of devos like that, that are like, here's a little inspirational word and two verses. Um, but something that's, that starts, that is like a starter, yeah. Um, type thing that somebody might be willing to read with you, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I hear you. I mean, I'm like, I'm not punching anybody in the face. I am right there with you of saying, yeah, I need to have that exact same conversation, but it's like two months past. Yeah. <laughs> so it might well, be a little bit more awkward. Thank you for the solidarity. I, uh, I'm definitely, I've got some plans. I'll let you know how this goes. Yes, now that it's live, <laughs> all of you. Now that it's live. Hey accountability accountability (laughs) yes okay well in that vein i'd love to talk about three things that i ask every single guest that comes on the show and you're kind of on the topic of resources um so do you have like three resources that you'd recommend for somebody either who's wanting to grow in uh just their their ability to share the gospel or maybe a tool that they could use to share the gospel or an experience something like that 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 they could a conference or something whatever so as far as like actual, here's a great starter Bible study for your friend who like is either a nominal believer or doesn't know that they don't know Jesus or knows that they don't know Jesus and doesn't want to know Jesus, but is willing to read the Bible with you. I don't know of anything like that. And I, I'm like to the point where I just want to go write one because do it. there's anything out there and I'm like, we need something like this. So that I know of, if there's something out there, I hope that one of your listeners will send it my way because I would like it. Um, I love the book respectable sins um yes. for believers by jerry bridges it, it's a great one man it is so good and if you don't understand sin like really understand sin you cannot understand the gospel and i mean that is my story yeah. like i said churched 11 years i'm like i'm a christian but like i don't get sin um and like how precious did that grace appear the hour i first believed you know when you recognize that grace is precious so respectable sins buckle up because it is jerry bridges is so gentle but Mm. everything that he says is so convicting that you're like i need to take a deep breath and like you know process for 
two weeks. And then yeah, go back he definitely has the gift of the one-inch punch. Just oh, yeah. wham. In a yeah. good way. A really in, good way. In a great way. Um, I think the next one is, and you're totally going to laugh at this with me, uh, the topical memory system. I love that. I know. <laughs> I'm so bad at memorizing, and Hunter would always have, like, 400 rings that are, like, you know, flapping, like, hold them like real thick. And I'm like, I can't remember two of these because I have ADD and my brain doesn't work like this. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, the, the secret was probably that I wrote like half a verse on each card or something no, just out uh, of my own pride. Whatever, okay. Whatever. <laughs> but, um, the one specifically on the gospel, like if you are like me and you're like my capacity for scripture memory, which I cannot wait to listen to your podcast on scripture memory. Um, Oh my gosh, like I need all the resources on that I can get. But TMS verses on the gospel are so helpful to actually walk you through. Okay, this is what this says about sin. This is what this says about Jesus or walking in newness of life or whatnot. Um, That is rich. And then the last one, and this is kind of ironic as well, but Jesus Storybook Bible. Oh, yes. Um, Because like, I again, I don't have kids. I'm almost 30, but I love this thing because it shows you the gospel throughout the entirety. Like all of those stories point to Jesus. And as I mentioned earlier, like that paradigm shift of mind of finding the gospel in everything. Like when you can start plugging that back into the old Testament Mm. and training your mind to find him and find the gospel in everything. Like it's just, it really, it requires a paradigm shift. That is not like a one, two, three, four step thing. Um, it takes time for me at least I'll speak for myself and lots of training and lots of reinforcement so um so yeah I think that that's a great resource thank you for those I love all of those resources it's so fun whenever I know what resources people are referencing and otherwise I'm just over here like ooh, you're like write that down write that down yep put that (laughs) in the show notes um and we will have all of these things in the show notes um oh well tell me this this is kind of more fun what are what are three simple joys that you like to indulge in oh man okay so these are my confessions um because some of these are super goofy so there's a brand called Calfia, i think it's like it's either khalifa or Calfia, and i'm pretty sure it's Calfia. <laughs> i might have mild dyslexia disregard um they have this almond milk oh yes chocolate like coffee beverage sold at Target, which is my second simple joy, which I'll get to. Um, it is delicious. Like, I is go this the pretty bottle, the-, the one with the tube at the bottom? Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, a- like orange and tan, and their branding is gorgeous. And it's like I don't know what all they put in there because it's not that bad for you. I mean, on my scale, that may mean something totally different than somebody else's, but it is so good. Like it is mm. so, so good. So, you know, I'm the, about that almond milk girl. I know. I was like, and all the non-dairy girls said, Hey, because this thing is amen and amen. <laughs> amen and amen. There we go. Common grace. Um, but yeah, it's the almond milk noir. So the chocolate, the cocoa mocha noir, whatever. Calpia. That's one. Okay. Um, walking through Target is just his life giving to as me. As long as you don't have a two-year-old. I, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> this is, this, we are. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Because um, I see them in there and I'm like, I am just, I could just get lost for hours. So yes. Nate Burkus, the Nate Burkus collection just 
is glorious. Ooh, I, I, what is I, this? Is this like a decorating thing? It's the interior decorate. He just does brilliant things. And I'm like, yes. And oh, Joy is there and she's so happy and design love. Like all these little artists that I follow on Instagram are um, are all being featured Target. at Target right now. And it just makes me so happy. So it's it's a constant, it's like the, um, you know, I'm bringing pain upon myself because I'm like, trying to figure out how I can like budget use that in. grocery money for <laughs> decorations. And I'm like, what can I feed us? What can I crock pot that will stretch an entire week so that I can buy those decorative pillows for our couch? Absolutely. Well, your you house know, is looking uh, good, girl. You need to post you, some pics of that. You were sweet. You were very, I was very impressed. Sweet. I saw some pics on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, dang, this is not like the dear old KKG anymore. Well, thank you. Well, You've I have gotten rid of the Gerber Daisy. Pink bedspread bless <laughs> the deal kkg r.i.p my um yeah anyway you know what sanctification we're moving on moving on um and then okay the last one micro pigs i love <laughs> i don't know what it is but they like i think i actually have like a dopamine release when i see micro pigs because i i i laugh what is a micro pig is it like a, a mini pig it's a mini pig and there's this one where it's like in a bathtub and it eats cheerios and i can't like i can't even talk about because i'm gonna lose it but i like it just makes me start laughing so much because they're so cute and little and then i gotta show this to hadley she would love it oh she 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 will it will confirm the fact that y'all are spirit animals full sisters yeah full sister mini pig spirit (laughs) animals yes so you know, if like the stars aligned and I was just, see, my almond milk is sold exclusively at Target so I can get it there. And then <laughs> the day I see a micro pig in there, I'm just going to be like, this is, this is it. This you is know, I think ben needs, get to get you, ben needs to get you a mini, a micro pig to walk around Target while you're sipping on your almond you milk chocolate beverage. There you go. It is, you know. If we're like dog, micro pig, the thing is, so you don't know what you're going to get with a micro pig because there's one. It could be huge, right? Yeah. There's one that's like 250 pounds and they're like, we thought Esther was a mini pig and she's a big old boar, like a razorback. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, it's appropriate. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. Woo pig Um, suey. Woo pig girl. It all all began there and ended, ended right there. Just now. That's, that's a good host <laughs> bringing a full circle. Snap Steve. Landed that <laughs> plane right back in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Oh, <laughs> no, but seriously. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, we took it to lighthearted and I'd like to just end with you telling us a little bit about who the most impactful person in your life is, whether it be with sharing the gospel or it just in your own journey with Jesus as a journey woman. Man. Most impactful. So a lot of people come to mind, but I think sweet mama Nance, that is my mother who I think is just her and my dad both probably um, are the most impactful because, you know, Nance is like her favorite chapter or the one that she shared with me that I most associate with her is Acts chapter four. And it's where, um, you know, you've just had everybody's got the Holy spirit inside of them. And they're like, let's do this thing. And so Peter and the boys get up to, you know, the synagogue and they're, or the temple. And they're like, Hey, tell them here's, here's the story of Jesus. Like that Jesus that you crucified, like he's alive. 
and y'all better turn around. And in verse 13, it says, you know, when the Sadducees and the Pharisees saw that these men were ordinary and unschooled, they Mm -hmm. saw the boldness that they spoke with, but they were ordinary and unschooled. They took note that they had been with Jesus. You know, whenever they take them in, I believe it's Peter and Stephen, um, they're like, hey, y'all can't be talking about Jesus up in here. And basically they're like, you judge for yourselves what we can and cannot do or what is right and wrong, but we cannot help but speak of what we've seen and what we've heard. Um, And she embodies ordinary and unschooled. Like she's never been to seminary. She's not, um, you know, she's not going to go like, go through some of these like very Christian-y formulaic type of things. But like the woman knows Jesus and he's on her tongue. He just is, you know, in like in the weirdest, most quirky, like, how did we get here? I'm like, what, how, what we were just talking about laundry detergent. Like, how are we here right now? Um, but that kind of like, you know, just refreshing, authentic, right ordinary and unschooled. Um, like I want to be like that. I don't, I I don't necessarily want to impress people with my biblical prowess, but, um, I want them to take note that I've been with Jesus and she, she exudes that to me. So yeah, sweet mama Nance, final answer. You exude that to me, my friend. I mean that with my whole heart. So you are exactly that. And you have always been that for me. Um, even before you went and learned how to share (laughs) <laughs> the gospel on the beach. Oh. <laughs> I just wish we, if we could have been there at the same time doing it, I would have been too good. Oh man. I, Hey, I just want to get to Dallas so that I can hang around you and, and learn from you in this. So thank you so much. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about. Just getting everybody access to the people that I'm like, these are the people that I wish I could be around all the time just because oh. of your wisdom and really just your joy it's contagious so yeah, i love you so you're much you're so sweet i love you too and you run with the coolest squad in the world so i am honored beyond my wildest imagination um you know to be your friend and to get to be invited to this this is the best i'm just I'm glad so you forgave my freshman year uh grievances lest we forget <laughs> I've, i was borrowing clothes from you you <laughs> borrowed clothes from me so we just you know tit for tat Full circle back to the redemption that we've experienced. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Well, I love you, Scotty. Thanks for coming on today. I love you too, Hunt. Bye. Bye. All right. My favorite takeaway from my time with Sarah was when she said that just as much as you preach the gospel to non-believers, we need to preach it to ourselves, first of all, and to our spouses and our friends. She said that when the gospel becomes part of our daily thinking and conversations, it's just natural for it to spill out of us. Y'all, I desire that so much for myself. I'm so grateful for Sarah's wisdom on sharing the hope that she has in Jesus with other people. Be sure to find her information in the show notes if you'd like to follow her for more good stuff. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next Monday.